This podcast episode from Oncology Data Advisor was recorded live at the 2023 American Society of Hematology annual meeting in San Diego. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit oncdata.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media for more exclusive content and interviews from the meeting. Good morning and welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kara Smith and today we're at the ASH annual meeting and I'm joined by Dr. Brian Kaufman. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Yes, we're excited to have you. Um, so I'm eager to learn more about um, the CLL Society. Um, so to start off, would you like to introduce yourself um, and a little bit about what you do and then tell us a little bit about CLL Society? Yeah, uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm Dr. Brian Kaufman. I'm a retired family doctor and I'm the co-founder, executive vice president, and chief medical officer of the nonprofit CLL Society. And the CLL Society was founded uh, to meet the unmet needs of the CLL community. I myself am a CLL patient. I was diagnosed in 2005, so right now over 18 years of having a very aggressive form of CLL. And when I was diagnosed, there just was a real paucity of quality information online, anywhere, to find about CLL. There were also not the incredible, wonderful treatments that were available now. So my wife and I tried to figure out how to solve this problem. And being a physician myself, I was able to go to meetings like ASH and ASCO and get that kind of information. But I thought, you know, it's, you shouldn't have to have a medical degree and shouldn't have access to all the top thought leaders. Everybody should have that kind of access. So I started blogging on what I was doing, and that became extremely popular, and that kind of morphed into the CLL Society website, which has expanded massively from that. We had support groups that would meet in each other's living rooms, just three or four of us, and now we have 40-plus support groups across Canada and the USA that meet uh, monthly. The website you know, has grown to where we've had over 5 million page views at this point, and that's all CLL patients and caregivers plus a whole plethora of other services that we offer, you know, free second opinions, uh, webinars, uh, Facebook Live events, uh, ask the experts, people can send in questions, that we have all kinds of experts answer for them. So all kinds of uh, facilities and services that we offer to patients. We're sponsoring research, we're doing advocacy at the state and federal level for people. So. Whatever we can do to help uh, that CLL community, that's what we're about. It's really amazing. It sounds like you have some fantastic resources and a lot of different avenues, you know, for patients who, you know, might learn in different ways or, you know, be more, more prone to find their education in different, different places. Right. People learn differently. So we have, you know, articles that people can read. We have videos. We have cartoon-like flip books for people who want to do things that way. We're setting up learning modules where people get pre-test quizzes, watch a video, read some text, post-test, you know. Not that these are pass-fails, but it's just, you know, trying to make it more fun for people, more game-like and stuff like that. Different people have different learning styles. Some people just want to read the article, see the abstract, and other people want it all explained to them. So we try to meet everybody where they're at. So tell us what you and your team are doing here at ASH. What have you been up to the last couple of days? So ASH is, you know, the preeminent hematology conference, especially for um, malignant hematology. And CLL is a cancer of the blood system, a cancer of the immune part of the blood system. So 
we wear a lot of hats when we come to ASH and we bring a whole team. One of the most important things that we do is attend the CLL sessions. And there's different kinds of CLL sessions. For me, the most exciting are the oral sessions. So these are the top papers that are presented orally and you have a chance to interact with the principal investigators who are presenting the data. So you get to see the absolute cutting edge. People honestly hold research to present it at ASH because it's so prestigious. So the top paper is the latest research. So that's kept me quite busy doing that. Then there's poster sessions where you can go around and visit the posters. But the other thing I do is I meet with a lot of the uh, researchers and I sit down just like you're interviewing me in 20 minutes from now, I'll be interviewing someone uh, about their poster, what their research is. That's another big part of the day. We also meet with other advocacy organizations, uh, some that are in broader uh, blood cancer, some that are more international doing things. We're mostly based in the U.S. and Canada, but I have colleagues that are working outside there. I get to meet with old friends that I've collaborated on with research and advocacy projects. And we meet with our partners in the pharmaceutical industry, too, to see what's the latest, what's the pipeline, what drugs are getting developed, what drugs are being dropped, what clinical trials are opening. I'm a big clinical trial junkie, so I want to know what trials the industry is opening, what things that they're developing, what things should our patients know about. So it's uh, pretty busy. Yeah, it sounds very busy. Um, that's amazing, though, like you said, for patients who aren't able to attend these meetings, um, that they have you know, you here on the ground talking to people and being able to share all this expertise with them after the fact. Right, and you know, the doctors are getting it now. When I first started doing this, they would talk in this medicalese, and you know, I'd have to stop and translate every third word so the patient would understand it. But they've got it now, so they don't use the big fancy words. They use the patient-friendly language and stuff. Not saying to make it dumb, but making it simple and more accessible to patients. So that, but there's a lot of very difficult concepts that we try to explain to people. So this isn't just you know, this drug is wonderful, take it. This is really getting into the details of the molecular biology. And so you know, we pride ourselves on trying to make the science accessible for people. Absolutely, yes. Um, so have you seen any you know notable CLL research here? So I think that there's a couple areas um, that have. Uh, presented. I have to say the, there aren't at this session uh, of ASH, um, ASH 2023, 20, uh, I can't say that there are any sea changes, any practice changing things. Oh my God, we were going to treat CLL this way, now we're going to treat it that way. I don't see that. I've seen that in past ashes. I don't see that this time. And you can't expect that. So most of the changes we're seeing are more evolutionary than revolutionary. And we're seeing updates of data where, you know, before we had one year's data, now we have two years data. So it's reassuring to see, hey, this drug that looked like it was pretty safe and very efficacious, after only six months of data, after 18 months, yeah, those curves continue. In fact, they get better. So that's been incredibly interesting to see that. We've also seen some subgroup analysis to see, you know, which groups of patients is helped by this therapy or that therapy. So that's been helpful too. Uh, there's been less but some exciting information on new types of therapies. So uh, in, in CLL, one of the ones that's getting a lot of attention right now are what are called degraders. So the way most drugs work, can I take a little science diversion here? The way most of the drugs work is if there's a, a kinase, which is just an enzyme, something that speeds up a chemical reaction, 
they block it. They, they put the key in the lock, but they don't turn the lock, so the lock doesn't work anymore. But what these medications do is they t put a target on the protein of interest, this kinase, this enzyme, and then they have a part of it that chews it up. So it's gone. It's not blocked. It's destroyed. And so it's a very powerful mechanism. It's still experimental, but it's pretty exciting. There's also a lot of very interesting research on drugs that block, in the traditional way, block these enzymes, but block them through different mechanisms. So if you're resistant to this drug, this drug is going to work because it doesn't bind at the same site. It binds in a different way. So when patients become resistant, when there's pressure on the cancer, the cancer tries to evolve around that. But there's new drugs that say, yeah, you may be resistant to, to this drug, but you're not going to be resistant to me. So there's a lot of exciting work in those kinds of areas. It's really exciting, especially yeah. to see that all you know presented here firsthand. Um, so I guess my last question for you is, uh, for patients you know who aren't at this meeting, who are watching this video later, um, do you have any messages or theme to match that you've seen that you would like to share with them? Yeah, so at the CLL Society, our motto is smart patients get smart care. So we advise every patient, they don't have to know the latest molecular science, but be on top of what the latest research is saying about what tests you should have, what the data is. Like, for example, we have really strong data for the last five, six years that these new targeted therapies are better than chemoimmunotherapy in almost every situation. Patients need to know that. CLL is a fairly rare disease, and your hematologist, oncologist is a busy doctor, and he or she may not be on top of the latest literature in CLL. They may not see that many CLL patients, but if you go in and say, hey, there's these new medications that look really promising. So we ask people to stay on top of that. And if they can't, maybe they have an adult child. Maybe they have a, a, a sibling, a partner, a caregiver that can help them. Because if you can be informed and you can do that shared medical decision with your, with your physician, your care is going to be much better. Patients that are involved in their care do better. And that's especially true yeah. with CLL, which is a slow-going cancer for most people. So you have time to learn about it, time to become an expert, and, and time to shape your own care. I've had a very aggressive form of CLL for 18 years, and I've been deeply involved. And yes, I am a physician, and I understand that, but it was also my decision to be so involved, not just hand it off. I'm not a hematologist or oncologist. I've I had to learn all this stuff. And yeah, some of it's difficult, but a lot of it isn't. You know, it's just if you have common sense, I mean, you can learn this stuff and be involved in your care. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for stopping by to talk about this today. It was wonderful hearing about CLL Society and the work that you do. Um, we look forward to, you know, hopefully working with you more in the future as well. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity, and uh, we'd love to get the word out and have people visit us at clsociety.org. Yeah.